raised by the wolves. I was raised by the wolves. All right, folks, we are back with another edition of the Red and White Baseball Podcast. Here, as always, with my baseball guru, Chance. Not a very good weekend for the pack. How'd they do today before we get too far into this past weekend? How'd they do today? They actually, they actually looked really good today. I um, I think today was probably their best performance of the year so far. They beat Campbell 14-6 to at home today, and um, it, it really wasn't that close. It was 14 to nothing after seven innings, and they kind of tried some – threw some new guys in on the uh, in the eighth and ninth inning. Uh, a guy named John Marielli um, or Mariarley, um, and uh, put, just were kind of an experiment with some guys, and they gave up some runs there in the, in the eighth and ninth inning. But, yeah, um, offense looked good today. David Harrison looked really good today. Matt Willardson threw three or four good four good innings today. Um, so yeah, I think today I'd be in a I'd be in a lot gloomier mood had we uh, had we done this after the game on Sunday. So I'm glad we decided to wait till today. Yeah, so this week in the pack got swept by Georgia Tech. Right, lost all three in the series, and and you know pitching's one thing, right? But if I look at these stats. And this was the first two games, I think. Five runs, 13 hits, three walks, 28 strikeouts. That's um, that's not very NC State-like from an offensive production standpoint. What's going on with the bats? I mean, I think, you know, we talked about Georgia Tech's pitching staff being being really good. Um, and it is. Um, I think they had some guys who were locating the ball really well, and we just weren't able to hit them. I mean, in Saturday's game, we struck out – 18 times um that's so two-thirds of the outs that we made offensively were, were strikeouts and you can't do that um I don't, I don't care how good the opposing pitching is you can't do that um Brant Hurler threw a great game for Tech Friday Andy Archer threw a great game Saturday um and I, I think State kind of put themselves behind the eight ball on uh, on Sunday um as you know Tech um uh, Tech got a, got out and scored four runs right there in the top of the first, um, and uh, and Chris Villeman, Chris Villeman didn't even make it out of the first inning as a starter. Um, so Sam Crawford had a lot of run support to begin with, and he what he didn't have to do much work. Um, so I, I think Tech kind of put it on cruise control um, on Sunday, and you know I think State was just kind of deflated through the weekend once it got to Sunday. Um, and it's easy to see why that happened. You know, you lose two out of three the way they did on Friday and Saturday. It's, it's you know, it's not unexpected to come out flat Sunday. It's not what you want to see, but it's not unexpected. But uh, but I was glad to see today. I kind of was taking notice in the first inning that the guys were kind of making noise in the dugout and seemed really into the game, which was which was different from this past weekend, I thought. I thought even, even before some games got out of hand on Friday and Saturday, I thought they were just kind of dead in the dugout. Um, and just didn't, you know, didn't really seem to be there. I know a lot of people will say, oh, I mean, they're not they're not used to having conference play this early, which is true, but I mean, everybody's having to fight through this. Everybody's having to everybody's having to play more ACC teams than they usually do in a year the ACC's as good as it's ever been. Um, so you know, I don't, you know, 
I, I don't I don't like when I hear people say that that you know oh they'll uh, they'll turn it around uh, you know they're they're just not used to playing conference games necessarily nobody is nobody's used to playing ACC teams in February um so yeah I mean you know what, how can Georgia Tech adapt so well but we can't how can Carolina who just won two out of three against a really good Virginia team adapt so well but we can't how can freaking Pittsburgh go down to Tallahassee and sweep Florida State um. But but we can't manage to get one at home against Georgia Tech. It's just frustrating. Yeah, so <clears throat> seven ACC teams are ranked this year in D or this week in D one baseball's top twenty five: Louisville, Miami, Georgia Tech, UVA, BC, Virginia Tech, and the Tar Heels. So the Pack, FSU, and what was it? Clemson. Who's the other one that was in there? Dropped out. Yeah. It was, one other Wake Forest was in there at one point too. I think. Yeah, I know Duke dropped ago. out, but uh, oh yeah, Duke. Yeah, there you go. Duke and Wake Forest dropped out. So, what's going on? What's like? What's offensively right? I, and this this reminds me a lot of the basketball team early in the year. Like they they were fine against the non con, and then early in the conference, they just kind of looked all over the place, right? And they just they didn't settle down until until recently. And from what I'm seeing, uh, at least other people say, is, is that there's no like cohesiveness or consistency with the baseball lineup right now. Like, are they changing things up, trying to find it? Are they like, what's going on there? So yeah, I mean that's and that's something that we kind of talked about in the preview pod at the at the beginning of the year, which is like state historically has not built terribly sustainable lineups. They like to focus so much more on power than contact hitting, and I think that proved itself this weekend. Between the games on on Saturday and Sunday, State hit four home runs, but all of them were solo home runs. In, on Saturday, State scored three runs. Every single one of those came from a solo home run. And, I mean, th- that's great and fine, but, you know, you've got to get base runners at some point, man. I mean, you know, that – Having contact hitting and just like pure athletes and pure hitters is so much more sustainable than like guys who are going to go up there and take hammer hacks all day and they might hit a ball 500 feet and then they might might not make contact in their next five at bats. Um, So like a few years ago, yeah, a few years ago, I think we had a similar situation and I don't think it was last year, but maybe two years ago right? where – the and I remember I remember this exactly like they started hitting home runs and they got hot and and then the home runs started going away and they were again like you said they were a few random solo shots here and there with a lot of pop flies and the offense just went completely you know nowhere just tanked right. is I mean and that sounds like what we're seeing already here without any of the, any of the positives of having it you know working beforehand like it's just a mentality change that they just want to hit dingers. Absolutely. And, you know, that's what, from a from an entertainment standpoint, that's one of the biggest complaints with Major League Baseball today, right? Is It's nothing but strikeouts and, and, and home runs. They've taken all the strategy and all the small ball out of the game. And, and you know, I don't think college baseball has gotten there yet, or, or, and I hope they never do, to be honest with you. I hope college baseball never gets to that. But, I mean, I, th- I think that's just where, where State has been the past couple of years, and it looks like this year is no different. I will say today they did a little better job of um, of, of putting guys on base and, and um, 
like doing a little more of that stuff, like getting his for the runners in scoring position, a little more timely hitting, kind of like we've talked about. Um, a little more just like basic fundamentals. Like I remember I was texting my dad throughout the game, and I think it was Voida Minshik hit like a solid backside single on like a one-two count. And I was like, like that's exactly what you want to see. Like on an outside pitch, one-two count, shortens up and gets a backside single as opposed to just just like standing in the batter's box and trying to hit every ball 500 feet. Um, like that's exactly what I wanted to see. And I, and I hope this weekend was a bit of a wake-up call for State. And I hope the loss to, to um, UNCG last week was a wake-up call to State. I mean, it's not, it's not getting any easier. Um, I mean – like we were kind of talking about this in the uh, in the podcast chat today, um, we were kind of talking about in the podcast chat today that the next couple of weeks for state are going to be brutal. I mean, this weekend you, you're hosting Miami, who's number nine in the country, and this is the D1 baseball poll. poll. Then you go to Duke, who just dropped, dropped out of the top 25. Then you host Louisville, who's number five in the D1 poll. Go to Carolina who is number 25 in the D1 poll, hosts Clemson, who's a little down this year but is always solid. And then the week after that, I think, is Boston College in Chestnut Hill, who's number 22 in the poll. I mean, so it's not getting any easier anytime soon. And, um, you know, two weeks from now, they've got a uh, they've got a midweek game at Coastal Carolina, who's always solid. Um, you know, and, and then uh, this month, they play a road game against Wilmington, and they play a road game against UNCG, who we've already lost to. So, I mean, it's it's there's not going to be any games we can kind of sleepwalk through and win from here on out. Um, I think that's what they're going to have to do is is bear down and um, you know commit to to getting more base hits offensively. Commit to you know using our speed a little more if we want to win some of these games and, and, and win some of these series. So the offensive side, the other thing that the, the common thread here is pitching, right? Reed uh, Reed didn't get the Friday start, right? It was Justice got the, the – or I guess it was yeah. doubleheader on Saturday because uh, of the rain, right? They, 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 actually, they actually played Friday. They had to come back and okay. finish the ninth inning Saturday. Oh, okay. That's what it was. All right, right. So, so the pitching has just been getting rocked as well, right? I don't think Kleiman's looked so good. Justice that you know they they switched out um, Reed, who's been the Friday guy, and, and looked all right for Justice, right? And you know, is where is the pitching stand at this point? Like the rotation seems to be all over the place. So, like I kind of said, I thought when they announced that the the starters for opening weekend were going to be Justice, Evan Justice, um, Chris, uh, Chris Villeman, and uh, crap, who am I missing? And Sam Highfield. Um, mm-hmm. I kind of thought that would almost be an audition for who was going to be the Sunday starter, aside from Reed Johnston and uh, and Dalton Feeney. Um, well, I was wrong, and those were the three guys who started against Georgia Tech. Um, like I said, Villeman did not look good against Tech. Um, Sam Highfield actually did on Saturday. Highfield went six innings and uh, struck out seven, only gave up six hits, um, had three earned runs. And he didn't have the decision. It was Kleiman who took the loss because, like we said, Kleiman got a Kleiman got rocked on Saturday. Um, it's not good when your star closer comes in in the seventh inning and gives up four unearned runs and doesn't even record an out. Um, yeah, I had it on intermittently, and I saw at one point 
George Heck guy was trying to bunt. He couldn't get it down and then swings away and it's a three run home run with two right. strikes. Right. Like that's, that's not good. Yeah. Like, I mean, you can't Clemen, let that happen. Clemen threw 15 pitches and gave up four earned runs. So, um, so that's, that's definitely not a good day for, for one of your lead bullpen guys. Um, I mean, I, I will say, like I said, Matt Willardson came in and looked good um, after him in that game. Um, he's a guy that he has kind of struggled. Usually Willardson will throw like one really solid inning and then he'll kind of fall apart. But Willardson both today and against Tech Saturday looked, um, looked pretty solid, I thought at least. And Justice, um, you know, Justice looked okay on Friday, I thought. I, I didn't think he looked great. Um, you know, I, it'll be interesting to see what they do this weekend. Reed came in in relief on Sunday and threw like four and two thirds and looked really sharp. I thought I wholeheartedly expect Reed to start against Miami this weekend. Um, you know, I I don't know what they'll do. Um, as far as another starter, I'm sure Sam Highfield will start this weekend as good as he looked this past weekend and as good as he looked against Davidson last week. Um, and, and as far that as that last spot, I wouldn't be shocked to see David Harrison. David started today. He's a left-handed pitcher. Um, where uh, where Reed and um, Reed and Highfield are both righties. He's a he's a left-handed pitcher that started today and threw three innings and looked pretty good. Um, he was rolling and they took him out after three. So I I kind of was wondering if they had him on a lit, low pitch count because they were anticipating him maybe getting a start on Sunday. Um, so, um, so yeah, I could see them starting Harrison. I, I don't, I just, me personally, I, I just don't know if, if justice has it to be a starter, maybe he can move into the weekday guy position. I just don't think he, um, he's got what it takes to be a starter in the ACC, especially not on Friday. Um, but you know, that, that since Avent has been at state, you know, he doesn't always throw his best pitcher on Friday. Um, you know, sometimes he'll throw his number two guy on Friday if he doesn't think our one is good enough to beat their one. And then he'll have his one against their two on Saturday um, to pretty much guarantee a win in theory. Um, and that way, if you, if you luck up and win on Friday night, that means your, your ace is there to take the series on Saturday. Um, not everybody goes one, two, three. Um, they, you know, it's just different coaches and different philo- uh, philosophies, but you know, I just based off of what I've seen from Justice this year, I just don't have that much faith. I didn't think he looked great against Davidson, and he didn't look great against Tech. Um, you know, it wouldn't hurt my feelings if they moved him into the weekday role. Um, and I was excited about Chris Villeman after watching him against UNCG in in his start against Greensboro. But you know, he he obviously got roughed up really bad, so um, it wouldn't shock me if he didn't start this weekend. It'll be interesting to see um, to see what they do. Um, like I said, I'm, I'm the one thing I am betting on is that Reed and Highfield will probably be two of the starters. It's just, I think it's, you know, they're, they're missing a puzzle piece there on, on the third guy. Who's, um, well, I lost my train of thought well, defensively, how, how they look defensively. I've actually thought the defense has looked pretty good. You know, there hasn't been a lot of errors. I, I don't think they made any today. Um, you know, and it's, I think that has been kind of an unsung, an unsung positive since Avent has been the head coach. Is like, mm-hmm. 
is is State's defense, even if their pitching isn't great or their lineup isn't great, State's defense is almost always really good. Um, they, they, they typically don't make a lot of errors. And that's something you don't really appreciate until you watch a team that does. Like Campbell today made four errors and four bad ones. Um, and it's that's one of those things in baseball. You know, it's almost uh, it's almost a forgotten art. Um, we we sit here and talk so much about pitching, and we talk so much about you know what the lineup's doing, but we don't really talk about what the defense is doing. So they've looked good so far. I, I thought. Um, you know, Murr is holding down first base well. Tresh has had a couple pass balls goes by him behind the dish. Um, but you know that's. There's going to be dirt balls. There's going to be some wild pitches here and there. Um, you know, it's plus w- when it can be colder with all that equipment on. Sometimes it's a little easier to move around back there. So, um, yeah. So I, I can see that playing uh, a, a role too. Um, yeah. So <clears throat> today they're uh, they played Campbell today. They're a fourteen nothing after six. If I'm I'm reading this box score now, fourteen nothing after six. What happened in the eighth? How'd they give up five runs? So they brought in a guy. Um, they brought in a guy who I think he's a true freshman. Um, Bender? Uh, no, John Moralia. Um, and he uh, he came in and got two quick outs, and I thought he looked decent. And then they pulled him and uh, put Logan Bender in, who was going to be a lot of people thought one of the, one of the more dependable bullpen guys, and he got pretty roughed up. Um, then they brought Tillery in, and he gave up a couple hits. Um, he gave up a couple hits, um, or Bender, excuse me, didn't get roughed up. He walked a couple guys. I think he hit a guy. Um, Tillery gave up a couple hits and then they brought in Tristan Sipple who, who came in and was able to get him out of the, uh, out of the eighth inning. Um, Sipple has looked pretty decent so far this year too. He's a, um, he's a younger guy that I think will help out in state's bullpen. Um, and then Cameron Cotter, he gave up a couple hits too. And uh, and walked a batter, and that's that's just concerning to me. Is like Bender and Cotter were they had neither one of those guys had pitched until today, and they were both kind of considered to be, you know, some of the better relievers in State's pen, and they they both didn't look great today. So that's kind of concerning. But I do think there were some some good things from the pen that happened today. Like I said, Matt Willardson goes four innings and doesn't give up a hit. Um, um, so, so that's, that's a really bright spot from him. The Moralia guy had, had never pitched for a state before and he came in and, and looked pretty solid in uh, the couple batters that he faced. Um, you know, I think to, you know, we can talk about them giving up six runs late. I really just think that was the coaching staff trying to experiment and put some guys into some situations. Um, right. like I said, you know, I'm, I'm sure up 14 to nothing in the eighth, they were kind of, they were kind of out of it, ready to get things over with. Um, some guys in their first pitching performance of the year. It's it's still really early. So um, so yeah, yep. I, I'm not putting too much stock into that. I, I think at least um, you know I'm sure some people will, but you know I'm I'm not going to pl- complain about them giving up. You know if they had scored those six runs over the course of all nine innings, we wouldn't be talking about that. So you know yeah, look, I'm looking at Moralia's bio on GoPack. They have a link from the box score. And he's six foot seven, two forty. He should be could be playing tight end or power forward. Yeah, between him and Kleiman, we've got some um some pretty big relievers. Um, like I said, Kleiman is six seven. I think he's at two sixty something. Kleiman is. Mariah had a point 
I had to double check this. He did, he had a .68 ERA for his junior season at, in high school at Providence. That's ridiculous. Yeah, that is. And that's you know, Providence, that's Charlotte area. They've got some good yeah. players out there. I mean, that's not, you know, your little typical podump high school area. That's that's some strong baseball players. So he, uh, you know, maybe that'll be a guy that can step up this year for State. Well, Pac's got my impact. It's a three and four, oh and three in the conference. Not a great start. Not the start everybody wanted. And they have Miami coming to town uh, this weekend. Now Miami is number nine in D one baseball's poll. What are you? How are you feeling? What are you thinking about this the series here? Other than it being really important. So I mean, Miami made a huge splash on opening weekend. Um, Florida in in the seven college baseball polls we discussed in the preview pod was the number one overall team in every single poll, and Miami went to Gainesville and won two out of three. Um, and then that immediately became uh, last week's news when they come home and lose two out of three to Virginia Tech. Um, so, th- I mean, that just goes to show how weird baseball is. Um, but, I mean, Miami is good. Um, they- they've got a kid. Gosh, what's his name? Um, Adrian De Castillo is-, is a sophomore who was one of the favorites for like uh, for like ACC Player of the Year. Um, like I think he was, he was like one of the big preseason picks for ACC player of the year. Um, their pitching staff, hold on, I'm trying to, their pitching staff, I think is, I think is decent. Their team ERA is four, eight, nine. I'm I'm not exactly sure where that ranks, um, in the, uh, in the ACC. Um, like I, I think, you know, they've played some pretty decent offensive teams so far. Um, so I think their, their stats might be a little, might not look quite as good as, as what they, uh, what they would be. Um, I, um, I know that their weekend starters have been Daniel Fetterman, Victor Medeiros and Alejandro Rosario. Um, I believe Rosario is, is their Friday guy. He, um, he's currently sitting at a one, six, four ERA. Um, with 11 strikeouts on 11 innings pitched. So, um, you know, I, I think I think um, he'll be one of the big guys to watch for Miami this weekend. Like I said, I think Miami's typically a team, um, or at least since I've been following um, like college baseball, Miami's a team that builds themselves around their lineup and whatever they have pitching is just kind of extra. Um, whatever they have pitching is just kind of extra. Um They've got a couple guys that that are hitting the ball really well so far. Yehandy Morales has a has a three seventy um, batting average so far. He's got ten hits. I think that's the most on their team. Um, like I said, the um, Adrian De Castillo was like a preseason favorite to win um, ACC Player of the Year, so he'll he'll definitely be a guy for Pack fans to watch out for this weekend. It'll be a fun series. Um, the weather, I think it, it was supposed to rain, but I think they're now saying it's cleared up in Raleigh. This is the first weekend they're having the uh, the thirty percent capacity, so a little more people at Doak this weekend. So I'm um, you going? Um, I'm, I'm gonna see what I can do. Um, I, I've got a, I've got to work my uh my other job calling calling high school football on Friday night. Um, since we're since we're playing high school football in March now, but um, <laughs> but um. 
But yeah, I'm going to try to make it do a couple at Doak this weekend. Should be a fun series. Um, State and Miami have played some some crazy games in the past. I know if you're a, a Wolfpack fan, you remember, I think it was 2015 when State walked off in the ACC tournament when Preston Palmero hit a Little League home run, hit a double into left field. The left fielder overthrew the second baseman and Palmero made it all the way home on that. Um, yeah. But uh, but it should be a really fun series. Like I said, I mean it'll be it'll be stressful at times, but uh, but that's baseball. I think I think it's going to be two good offensive teams, um, at least from what we've seen of each of them so far. But State needs to win this series. It, it, like we've said, it's it's not getting any easier anytime soon. And you know you don't want this season to be to be lost two weeks into conference play. Um, you know State, I think has to get at least two out of three this uh, this weekend for a little momentum going into Duke the following week. How did <laughs> – this shows my ignorance with baseball polls. How did Miami rise in the polls this week after losing two of three to Virginia Tech? Miami's three and three, one and two in the conference. Well, where was, where was Miami after they um, – after they beat Florida two out of three? I think they moved into like second or third. So, uh, okay. so they probably fail quite a bit, at, or or probably a, a couple of spots at least after that. Especially losing to uh, VT at home, um, yeah. Especially losing to Virginia Tech at home. Um, so yeah. Um, but you know the a- ACC is looking really competitive so far. Like I said, Carolina won two out of three. Um, I think the biggest surprise in the ACC this weekend was definitely Pitt going down to Tallahassee and beating Florida State all three games. Um, so, um, you know, like like we said, ACC's looking competitive. Everybody's going to be pretty solid. State's got to figure some stuff out uh, pretty soon. And that's where we'll leave it. State has got to figure it out. I feel like I've said that a few times with a few different sports. They are 0-3 in conference, 3-4 and overall. Miami comes to town 3 o'clock Friday in Raleigh, and then 2 p.m. Saturday, 1 p.m. Sunday. That's easy to remember. Um, as always, tune in. Chance, you got anything else you want to fill in? Don't think so. Uh, like we said, try and catch a um, try and catch the boys on TV this weekend. Should be a fun series. Yeah, ACC Network Extra. So, and the Watch ESPN app will have the games. And you know, Miami still top ten team should be a good series. And we'll be back for. I th- imagine we'll be back for Will tomorrow. With some basketball, assuming we play. Virginia Tech's got some uh, COVID issues. We play Notre Dame tomorrow Notre night Dame's anyway. Tomorrow, so. yeah. Virginia yeah, yeah. Tech is Saturday. So. Yeah. So we'll be back tomorrow night with another basketball podcast. And check the website, Red White Network, for Chance's Miami preview coming up later in the week. And as always, thanks for listening. Go Pack. Go Pack. I was raised by the waves.